Welcome to Spiritual Kiki. My name is Verucci and I'm a comedian and Oprah stan. I want to help you laugh, meditate, and twerk your ass off to the deeper world around you. In Spiritual Kiki, we'll interview leaders, artists, comedians, spiritual advisors, and health and wellness gurus. I hope Spiritual Kiki makes you giggle, think, and awaken to your best boss bitch life. Hunting! My next guest is a personal trainer and yoga and meditation teacher. He loves to garden and to stay active. Please welcome to the show, Jason Harris. Hello, Jason Harris. Hello, Varut. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look, I wore my little Nike thing just for <laughs> hey, this. I should have dressed up too. Okay. Oh, no. The funny thing is I didn't even work out. I was just like. I'm gonna wear appropriate the theme. I don't know. <laughs> Looks good. Looks good. Oh, thanks, thanks. Because you are a trainer. Exactly, exactly. So that is my main gig. I actually call myself a spirit trainer because my background is in yoga and personal training. So my main goal right now is to help people create more sustainable mind-body rituals, you know, that benefit their health and earth, just synchronize that together. And so I thought I'd merge the two and call it spirit training. Cool. Well, you're on the right podcast, Spiritual <laughs> Kiki. Kiki, eh? Yes. So when did you start to understand the concept of like spirit? Woo! Uh, <laughs> that's a big one. It's a big one. A deep one. I guess my first feeling of spirit would, would be in a combination of different ways. Um, you know, my background is, you know, I was raised a Christian. And so mm -hmm. I was always told to read the Bible and that there's a greater, you know, God out there. And uh, when I asked like, oh, like, so God was here the whole time, the whole time. I just couldn't get it, but I understood that yeah. there was kind of something greater than us yeah. uh, and then I must have been eight or nine years old my grandmother brought me to a Native American powwow and I just felt really comfortable there I was like this is feels tangible like they're chanting to something and, it, and I can feel the spirit here and yeah. then the third place was comic books uh, I just you know that that like people helping people and, and, and building yourself up you know, to be a better human or, or, or just to help more humans. That yeah. for me was the spirituality of like, how can I be better? Like, what can I do to be better? So yeah, that was it. Cool. Native American, a lot of, was there any rituals or anything? I think it was just the community. Um, I've never seen anything like that when I was younger. Um, just... A, a group of people who I heard about, you know, in textbooks and TV shows and movies, but then here they are um, chanting and uh, around these drums and you can just f see the use of wood and, and animal skins and colors and fabrics and just see how it was so um, grounded. It was so earthy. I just felt that, that feeling of, of being more connected to my surroundings 
and to nature. And I think that's why like that Native American culture was like my first true taste of, of spirituality or what I would call spirituality. Cool. How would you, I mean, now that where you're at, where you're at, how would, how do you view Christianity and what you were, you know, taught? Uh, where I am now, uh, I always really appreciated the story of Christ. Uh, for me, I, I, that always resonated with me. Some of the stuff didn't always resonate with me, yeah. but, uh, but what caught my eye, what I liked about it was like, all right, here's a guy who, um, loved everybody, you know, and I, I, I never heard of anyone like that who was just so loving that, you know, they could do wrong to him but he would still love them. And I thought, wow, forgiveness, that is a powerful, powerful emotion to have. Uh, so I always kind of looked up to that, that lifestyle and, and like, how could I be more Christ-like? And, and I, can, I can see how you know, like those teachings as a younger child influenced me to be you know, more caring, you know, more loving, and, and how to be more open um, to people. So that yeah that is is how i still connect with christianity mm -hmm. but what is your so now your spirituality does it do you, would you say it goes beyond christianity yeah because i feel like i take a little bit from everything um you know i look at you know christianity is like awesome i want to be just like christ you know like where he could love so unconditionally uh, but yeah. then also I, I, I look at Native American culture and seeing how much they care for the planet. And, and, and for me, I find that to be so spiritual. Uh, and, and, and I realize my spirituality is, is um, you know, the closest I would consider it is Native American almost in the sense of like where I consider the earth as like God. You know, the earth is God. It's the most tangible thing that I could consider God because she provides us with everything clean air, clean food, clean water, other humans to hang out with, you know, so. Um, oh, what's um, her name? Harjo? Harjo? She, like, she's the poet, poet laureate. Um, I've not heard of her. But she's Native American and she, she was on Oprah's podcast, but she's, oh. but she's like, I mean, she's like the America's like the the Library of Congress made her made them like America's poet made her America's poet. Okay, all right, I have to check her out. But definitely, yeah, no, just her her poetry about you know Native American experience. It was just beautiful and amazing. Mm. Yeah, and there you know many prayers go out to the you know Navajo Nation right now, you know because I know they're really taking it hard uh, with the with the virus. But, you know, like, so, yeah, we need to come together, you know, all, all, all indigenous people, I think, you know, we need to recognize that the, they have so much knowledge that we, you know, never, you know, thought we knew, but, yeah. you know, so I think it's so important that we merge the two, that modern and ancient wisdom. Oh, on, uh, I saw, it's called the, the big the big quiet or something. yeah 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 it's like a it's like a meditation group and the guy he the leader he was on earth day he was talking about like touching the earth like the earth like the grass or the sand or whatever and that 
in itself is like relaxing because of the like electrons and everything that's like in the earth. And recently I've been just like putting my hands on the grass and just being like, give me your energy, mother nature. <laughs> but um, it's been, it works. It's great. It's true. You know, it's so true. We know this, you know, it's like ever since you're a little kid and you think about like, ah, I've been outside all day. It's just like, or just like for me, the greatest example of, you know like we call that earthing you know it's like connecting with the earth i think is going to the beach it's like you're in the sand you're in the water mm. and like I, that's why i feel like I, that's why the beach just feels so good I'm yeah like connected to the planet yeah so. yeah i know but it's funny because i'll be like on certain surfaces and i'll be like is there there better not be concrete under here like it better be straight <laughs> oh, up oh. earth like and i'll be like Hello? Do I do I feel it? I... <laughs> but um, no, no. I think it's so. No, I agree with you. It's like, and I think now we live in in a, such an urban and modern world. We just forget. Exactly. We forget that we're humans and we need trees. I know. I saw your little Instagram where you're like crouching in the trunk of the tree. <laughs> Uh, you know i do what the photographer tells me to do <laughs> um but looks cool. no but yeah no i think and then now i mean now with this whole coronavirus i feel even more like just that sentiment of like mother nature is you know restoring herself and we need to take better care of her yeah i think it, it shows us an opportunity that you know, people say, oh, I want it to go back to normal, but we can, you know, right now we have the opportunity to create this new normal, you know, instead of going back to the way it was where we weren't self-sufficient, you know, like now we're seeing like, oh, okay, maybe we shouldn't get all the produce just from California or all our medicine just from, you know, India or China. We need to, you know, be able to be more self-sufficient have more solar panels, have more gardens nearby the cities. Um, so and drive less or bikes or pedestrian friendly. So, yeah. Yeah. So are you, have you always been plant-based? No, I grew up eating meat and drinking milk. Um, but as I learned more about, you know, spirituality and health and fitness. Yeah. Um, and climate change, I, it just made sense to me uh, mm -hmm. that, you know, eating less meat, eating less animals, and then eventually cutting them out would be like the best thing I could do for my health and for the planet. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no, I, um, I know I'm, I've been like, I've just been pondering what life would look like. But no, like for me, like, so I, I think of like, like, you know, people in tribes where they just, you know, they, you know, they kill the pig or whatever and they eat the whole thing. And, but like, that's, that's that. But I mean, obviously that compared to what we, what Americans do is like so different. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I just think of, no, I'm just, I've just been thinking like, I don't think the goal is to just never eat meat or kill animals. I think there's like, there's another way of 
a solution. I 100% agree because you, we still need animals, you know, to because they are they reproduce, you know, they yeah. eat, they poop, they create compost, you know, they eat bugs, they get rid of bad insects, you know, so you, we need to live in unison with the animals. You know, so if we're I think that's one of the ways we can do it is if we learn how to raise our own chickens, learn how to raise our own rabbits and, and like really connect back with that life cycle, people will, yes. it'll be such a big difference in, in terms of just overall health. You know, we won't be having to have these crazy huge um, meat farms, you know, that aren't of healthy meat. You know, then we'll have like more space for happy cows and happy rabbits and happy birds. So it, it I, I, there is a correct way to do it. Like, like an avatar. You know, where he like shoots the arrow, goes over to it, prays over it, like thanks it, thanks the deer. You know? yeah. So I think if we connect back in that way, you know, it's, you know, it'll make such a huge difference. James Cameron, make a sequel. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I agree. There just has to be a. Yeah, but uh, what America has been doing so far is just not working. Oh, gosh. Nope. But hey, you know what? Like, we're going to change really fast because I can see this happening in terms of a lot more people going plant-based because meat prices are going to go up. Like, a mm. lot of – not a lot. I think like 30%, 20% of the yeah. meat factories are, are shuttered right now. So then it'll – you know, make people look for other options, you know, yeah. besides the beef. They're like, oh, well, it's veggie burger. It's cheaper. <laughs> you know, and it's probably healthier for me. So I feel that it will, there'll be a huge uptick of, you know, ve veggie plant-based products. And, and it was going that way anyway, you know, because, you know, with uh, Beyond Burger mm. um, and, and, and meat has a lot of subsidies from the government. So, once those subsidies goes away and like it's harder and, and for people's overall safety, like, uh, yeah, it's going to be a new wave of, of you know, plant-based products coming out. Cool. When did you start getting into gardening? I'm my grandfather. Uh, he, I, ever since we were little kids, he had a tomato garden. So he would, you know, show us, how to plant the tomatoes, you know, how to plant the seeds, how to save the seeds for next year. Uh, and that, oh, it, it just really inspired me. And, you know, after he passed away, I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta make a garden. And then um, I, I heard about other ways of growing food um, with hydroponics. Um, and so that, that was really the big push was like, oh, like, how can I grow food, be more sustainable? And then like, yeah, grandpa taught me how. So I feel like I could continue on that legacy cool yeah and there's just no you know eating and cooking your own stuff that you grow is just not the same as buying it 100 percent. you lower your carbon footprint it tastes better it's fresher you feel accomplished healthier so yeah but less pesticides like <laughs> i just you know and that's what adds the <laughs> a little kick. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, no, my dad grows stuff and like 
the green onions are like bigger and stuff and but it's great i feel like you know the older generation knows all this stuff you know they have all this knowledge and i, I feel like it's starting to resurge you know or starting to get that new connection between you know people who have been gardening since the beginning and then all of us uh, you know millennials who are coming around now and being like hey should all garden yeah and everyone's like i can't even make my succulent survive <laughs> true. Um, true but back to this practice, practice. cool cool um so you so you teach yoga yes i teach yoga um i started doing yoga in high school as my morning mm -hmm. routine i was like oh let me just get into stretching because i was really into martial arts at the time um reading bruce lee's books and you know i had like a morning stretch routine uh and as i continued into college just you know life hits you and you get a little overwhelmed and just like with what to do in school and I would get a little depressed and my aunt gave me a book on meditation and through that meditation book I started my own daily practice and and that introduced me into you know trying different ways of exercising and yoga started doing yoga online like just on YouTube and uh, I don't know if you remember P90X oh yeah 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 yeah, like, yeah. I think it was because of that because there's a video in there where the the uh, the instructor is saying, like, all right, I don't do yoga. I, I, I'm not this strong because I could do all these pull-ups and push-ups. So I'm this strong because I do yoga. And in my mind, I was like, yes, okay, yoga is the key to be healthier. And just, you know, I uh, told my advisor, I was like, oh, I'm kind of, I have no idea what to do with my life, but I like meditation and yoga. And she's like, oh, we have a class here that you can take as an elective. And so I became friends with the professor. She told me I'd be a great yoga teacher. I believed her. And like, as I graduated, I got certified um, and just, again, had no idea what I was doing. So I started volunteering at a YMCA. Uh, they liked it a lot, gave me a bunch of classes. And then from there, expanded into doing personal training because they said, oh, good yoga teacher, be a great trainer. Uh, and then just grew my, my classes and my private clients and then started doing just private clients and slowly getting into uh, corporate training uh, with, with uh, seniors in meditation and chair yoga. So that's kind of where I left off in in the uh, end of February. And then now I brought that all online. So. Cool. Do you, um, when you meditate, do you, do you feel like you're connecting to, you know, a higher power, a source, the universe, say? Yeah. I do it for a while, but a lot of, most yeah. of the time, you know, <laughs> meditation is actually just like the, for me, it's like, all right, just shut up, just shut up for a second, you know, just like chill out, take a break. Like, cause you know, I live in New York city. We're like, go, go, go every day, all the time. Um, but for me, meditation is to like slow down my brain from a hundred miles an hour to like 30 miles an hour. You know, it's just like, all right. And I think that just lets my higher self, yeah, like what my higher self is, is asking me, wanting from me, you know, what I really want, what I really want today. 
actually. So I think that's for me, meditation is just the, you know, reconnecting to, with, to what I truly feel and desire in my day-to-day life. Yes. And that, I mean, that higher self is, you know, also part of your spirit and yeah, it's just, I got a, you know, it, I've definitely had times in my life where I was, I felt that the, it was almost like a, a merging of the two, the spirit realm and then like in the, the physical realm. Um, uh, there was a time in college where I, you know, was depressed and, and, but I discovered meditation. So I was meditating three times a day just to feel better. And, and it was working. I was like, wow, I, I do feel better. I'm like, I'm not as wound up anymore. And then just, I, I was walking from the cafeteria one day and I just felt myself, it's the middle of the day, in between classes. It wasn't at night, you know, or on the weekend doing mushrooms, but we were just, you know, walking back from school. And I was just, it was like my third meditation of the day. I just felt myself floating, just everything turned golden. And I think I just had like a, a, a snippet of, of like Nirvana, like in the middle of the day, all my meditations had hit all at once. And I was just like, wow, I just feel at peace, at peace, the most peaceful I've ever felt. And then it was gone. It was, it was, it was very a uh, magical experience. You know? And I've had a few of those moments where like I've been meditating for a long time and it oh. just starts to hit me and, and yeah, the gratitude. Yeah. And you've been chasing that high ever since. Ever since. <laughs> ever since. Oh God. No, 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 no. no. I understand. No, I've, I've, I felt that. I felt that once. But um, yeah, no, no. I was on the beach and just meditating. It was like really hard, and and I just meditated and you know, alone to the waves and the wind and just at the end, like, I don't know, I don't know for you, like for me, I, when I, when I reached that point and I'm sure there's some way to explain it scientifically, but um, I feel like sometimes I just want to like quit everything and like become a monk. I don't know. Good. <laughs> Have you heard of a pasana? What's that? It's so it's uh it's like the practice of being a monk. It's like come be a monk for ten days, and so it's this course. Uh, it it has no connection to Buddhism, but they practice one meditation, and it's called vipassana, and it's the meditation that is said that Buddha used to reach enlightenment. And it's super super crazy simple. Um, the first step is noticing your breath move in and out of your nose and just do that for a week. Yeah. So the 10 days is no talking, no touching, no eye contact, no reading, no writing. Did you do it? No chanting. I've done it before. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, you walk around, you look down, don't look anyone in the eye. Like you come together in a huge room. There's two instructors. They tell you what to do. You practice for an hour together. Wow. Three times a day, and and then they expect you for the rest of the day to go on your own, and do that same exact practice that you were doing now. So, yeah, 
did it for about eight hours a day for 10 days. Uh, and it was, it was incredible. A lot comes up. Oh my gosh. A lot of gunk. Wow. So it's kind of like a silent retreat, but you know, not. It is. Yeah. Literally. It's like, there's no, nothing, nothing. They don't even, they don't even encourage you to do yoga. They're just like, come here yeah. and work out. Just walk, meditate, meditate. That's it for 10 days. It's like, we're not telling you you're going to meet God. We're not telling you it's going to heal you. Just come do this practice for 10 days and leave. That's it. Yeah, wow. I, what I got from it was like, wow, I have a lot of willpower. If I really do it, if I really put my mind to it, I can do anything. That's what I felt. Yeah, no, I, I, well, I know I was telling my therapist about this, but he doesn't believe me. But, um, because <laughs> he doesn't, anytime I bring up therapy or spirituality, he's like, good. But I know deep down he's like, this is bullshit. Um, but, Anyways, um, no, I was telling him about, do you know about, okay, Shaolin monks? Like, I don't know if you want, but like Ripley's Believe It or Not, like when, well, basically it's like, you know, they can generate like heat from their hands. Like, you know, there was like that phenomenon, you know what I'm talking about? I remember there was a video of a guy who like crumpled up a ball with paper and like, and it lit fire. Yes. <laughs> Is that the video you're talking about? Well, was this years ago? Mad long ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was that. Um, I don't know if it was the monks, but the monks also, I mean, yeah, because it's like, you know, they like, they can like handstand with fingers or whatever. But so my point is, um, even in my, like my meditation a couple of days, I was like really in it, you know, really in that third state of consciousness or whatever they call it. And then um, I was like, like I could, like I would like mentally trying to will heat into my hands and I like felt it. We are energetic beings. You know, we are made of vibration. Um, and when it comes down to it, science tells us that this is a hologram. The whole thing is a hologram. So if we're mostly 99% empty space, like why, like, why is that so, you know, impossible? If this right here is technically impossible. So it's, we don't know how the pyramids were built. You know, there's a lot of stuff we don't know. You know, UFO sightings. <laughs> Those videos that just came out, I've seen those already. They came out a while ago. Like someone leaked them. And they were oh. like, but the government didn't didn't acknowledge it. Now yeah. they just dropped them. But that just shows they're trying to distract us from something. Oh my god. Yeah. I know I was telling I was telling my father about the pyramids and the conspiracy and that there was aliens or whatever. And he's like, no, it was hundred years of slave work. <laughs> <laughs> but he's because he's um because he's like because he's you know he's really into manual labor so he's like they built it with their blood and sweat and tears <laughs> i'm like okay whatever you're right i don't know <laughs> um really though like 
So from the pictures that I've seen, some of that stuff just looks pretty hardcore. Like if we don't have the technology to do that today, how the heck could they have done that? Yeah. Especially the carvings on the insides of the wall, inside the pyramid, deep inside the pyramids. It's like, how did they do all those perfect carvings? So deep inside the pyramid, surrounded perfectly, like by all these stones with chambers yeah. and doors, like perf per with precision. Like, right. come on. Yeah. There's something that we don't know that yeah. they're doing. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Next topic. Did America <laughs> land on the moon? <laughs> Did they? Yeah, I don't no. you know. I, I, <laughs> I don't, that's a tough one, man. Like, oh. I feel like we did, though. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, no, I, I hear you. I think, um, you know, I think, you know, no, there's, there's a, you know, deeper dimension and spiritual world and that we have lost touch of as human beings. Yeah, if you look at like Machu Picchu, um, same thing, like that pyramid structure shows up all around the world. Uh, in different places. So, you know, that shows like, oh, well, was there a unified culture before all this? You know, was there humanoids? Were there, you know, modern-like civilizations before ours? You know, like, what technologies did they have that we didn't discover yet? And we just kind of went a different route. So, because, you know, some ancients had some really advanced cities, mm -hmm. extremely advanced cities. You know, so. Oh, yeah. It, um, it reminds me of, I mean, it's different, but Deepak Chopra was talking about how, like, if aliens had come, if, if they were to come to the Earth right now and they were to see how, like, divisive we are, in terms of race and class and all that and cultures they they'd be like what is what are you humans doing like you guys are all the same i completely agree actually that's why i think they'd have in contact with us it's like oh don't go don't go to the ghetto <laughs> you know, like, well yeah that block you know avoid earth because they're crazy oh, yeah. over there yeah, those humans, you know, they're <laughs> racist. <laughs> exactly. 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 Come on. Yeah. It's like, it's a, who would want to stop by here? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, is there anything you want to add? Anything I want to add? Um, yeah. If you want to follow me on Instagram, spirit training. That's pretty much it. Cool. Thank you for having yeah. me. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for doing this. Um, good luck with your training and everything. Thank you. You too. Stay safe over there on the West Coast. 
Alrighty, you too. Thank you. Have a good one. I'm Verucci, and you've been listening to Spiritual Kiki. Follow me on Instagram and join me next week for another edition of Spiritual Kiki. Yes.